Welcome back to Let's Talk Kashrus, presented by the Kashrus Awareness Project. We are joined today by Rabbi Shalom Fishbane, Kashrus Administrator of the Chicago Rabbinical Council and Executive Director of ACO, the Association of Kashrus Organizations. Rabbi Fishbane, you spoke several months ago at the, Kash- at the Aguda Convention, and you mentioned a compelling but very disturbing story about sushi at a certain event. Mm-hmm. Tell us the story and give us a little of the background. Sure. Well, um, this I verified firsthand, obviously. Whenever you hear such, such stories, you want to do that. And the story goes as follows. We're, there was an event, Matzah Shabbos, and uh, a raw, I don't know if it was a parliament or bar mitzvah, whatever it was, <clears throat> and one of these events that you walk in and they wow you there was a good party planner there, and there was a good, you know, private uh, chef there, whatever it was. But one of the areas was a sushi bar. Mm-hmm. And this particular rav uh, went over and uh, noticed, you know, he had a keen eye. He noticed that the sushi was incredibly fresh. Now, if you know anything about sushi rice, if, uh, if it's not done right away, especially if it's overnight, it loses its... Uh, it gets hard, right? It gets hard, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's difficult to, uh, a good sushi chef won't make sushi and put it in the fridge for a couple of days. So, incredibly fresh-looking sushi at a sushi bar, let's say Shabbos, and it takes a long time to make, caused alarms to go off in his head. He went over to the, uh, to the Bala boss. Bala says, I don't know, I hired a party planner. The party planner, by nature, doesn't have a heksher because I'm not cooking anything. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just know who's good at what. Mm-hmm. So he's, so the party planner said, well, I hired a fellow uh, that um, is in business. He's a shatchan for sushi chefs that work uh, maybe in kosher restaurants in their day job. And at night they'll, they'll be, because they understand g- good sushi. So he's a shatchan for various people. Call this and this guy, he called this and this fellow, and said to him, tell me about the sushi made for this party in this chosh of a city that I'm eating at. And uh, so the guy says, well, let me get the guy on the phone. Long story short, the sushi chef indeed, indeed, indeed made it, but unfortunately made it that day on Shabbos. Now this is a non-Jewish sushi non-Jewish chef. Non-Jewish sushi chef made it on Shabbos. And so the first Shiloh, when something made on Shabbos for Yidin, there's halachas if you're allowed to eat it or not. It's what Bashir Yisrael, okay? Shiloh number one. Shiloh number two, Bishalakum. Bishalakum. One of the hardest things to make kosher is rice for sushi. Because mm-hmm. they have a very specific type of machine that when you, it only turns on when you, when you press it down. So even if, this is just general kosher sushi, if the mashkiach walks in in the morning and turns it on and then goes and does his things and doesn't think about it until the next morning, it's a problem. Because every time they make a new batch of sushi, it turns off completely. And every time, so therefore when they make a new batch of sushi rice and he presses it back down, now it's bishalachim and rice, obviously, is something that's oil shulchan malachim. Right, it's not nechalchai. And this is far, far reaching. We can talk about it all day about rice, how it relates to sake, or sake, the drink, yeah. and all this. But that's not today's sub. So that was the second Shiloh. A problem was Bishalakum. 
But when they dug a little deeper, they found that not only were these two Shilohs, Shabbos and Bishawakum, but Nebuch Nebuch, the guy had gone to the, 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 the fish market and bought fish that was a min tome, not kosher. Not the rices we're talking about. And it was, on one hand, shocking, and I say this with the most regret to say, unfortunately, not shocking to myself and those of us in Congress. Mm-hmm. What has happened that just the fact that this guy works in a kosher restaurant is enough to be saimich on him. So now, what has happened? And the sad part about it is that the party planner, the the shatchan, the guy that does this business, he says, I get hundreds of these calls, and you're the first one to ask me about kashras. (laughs) What what has happened that we stopped asking? And I can tell you from other scenarios and other cases, where it has become so popular, and when you find a good, you know, a sushi chef is like an artist. Right. When you find a good one, you don't let go. Right. I, I, I'm dealing with cases where, you know, they have a guy, and the guy comes in, and they, and they, he does it in their basement, and he does uh, this, he does that, and there, and there's, but we're dealing with the rices, the fish, mm-hmm. the halacha is that you're not allowed to certify sushi unless you have verified. That's it's a, a kosher fi- fish. It's a kosher fish. It's a daraisa. It needs simone daraisa. I can't stress this enough. It's like basashana salaman ayin if it doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it was a scary moment. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that the word got around that story because really all we want to do is raise awareness. And I'll say that if anyone at any step of the way would have asked a question, it would have been able to maybe stop this tragedy, which it is a tragedy in its tracks, meaning if the Balbus hosting the party would have asked a question of the party planner, or the party planner would have asked a question of the Shatrin, or the Shatrin would have done his due diligence. And I think we're grateful as well to whoever this Rav was. He noticed that something was fishy, pun intended. And he's the one, rather than saying, ah, I'm assuming it's an er- the host is an Erlich guy, I'm sure he did his due diligence. The Rav did not take anything for granted. Such a good point. And, 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 we're, and we're indebted to him. Because of him, the story got out, and you were able to repeat it to thousands of people at the convention. We're able to share it in this forum to thousands of people, and hopefully people will just be more vigilant in general, right. and uh, can great I, lessons. Can I, I want to repeat yeah. something you just said, because you really hit it home. If you, t- if you line them up on a wall, all the people involved, each one, let's, let's drama- dramatize this, each one looked firmer than the other, okay? <laughs> <clears throat> they all dressed the part, they all went to our yeshivas, each one assuming that the next one, you know, if, if they're telling me that so-and-so is good, obviously it's good. Uh, I think the particular shatchan on the sushi in this story was, was a, a chasidah yid. I believe that was, that's a, a fact. It makes no difference. Right. But the point is, Association, and the the very the weakest link was the fact that he's a non-Jew. Yeah, but he works in a kosher restaurant. Right. So association is right through the story, and that's the awareness that we need to bring to people. Don't just assume that they did the due diligence of checking out. You ask the questions. It's all about asking the questions, and then we're we're all set to go. Thank you. Thank you.